You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavalley, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. I'm here today again with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Bill Harmon. Hey, thanks, Heather, and happy to be back with everyone today. I'm happy to say that we are now in our 14th episode after launching this series just a few short months ago. And with that, we're excited to bring back some repeat guests by popular demand. We've said it before that one thing that we're really constantly focused on at Voya, both at the employer and participant level, is data. It's something that really helps drive our decision-making from products and solutions to how we service our customers. So joining us today are not one, but two guests who you've heard from before when it comes to data. And those are none other than our in-house experts themselves, Carrie Setti, who leads our consumer insights and research team, and Tom Armstrong, who leads our customer analytics and insights for us. Hey, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me back, guys. I, I love hearing that we're back by popular demand. Thanks so much for having us. I'm, I'm excited to be joined by uh, none other than Carrie Setti. So this should be a, a fun episode to talk about research and data. Carrie and Tom, we're going to just jump right into it. Um, you know, we published some research recently that involved insights from our broad consumer insights and findings from our retirement plan participant data at Voya. And I'm going to leave the details to both of you as the pros, but the high-level summary showed that the pandemic has clearly made saving for future a priority for people within all generations. While this might not seem like new news, you know, I, I think the biggest takeaway was finding that retirement remains a priority amid a time of financial uncertainty, and that is really good news. So, Carrie, let's start with you, and why don't you give us a summary of the most recent findings? Sure. I mean, so you guys know we've we've been tracking consumer sentiment, you know, in real time since early March of 2020. And really the good news is that we do, you know, we're starting to see positive consumer attitudes remain steady through July 2021 in terms of confidence and feeling optimistic about personal finances, while at the same time we're seeing negative consumer attitudes sort of starting to slow, so feelings of frustration or or even nervousness around their personal finances. So these are all good things. But at the same time, right, we do start to see that that uncertainty around the economy. And and we do see top mentions around inflation, which I don't think is surprising. But the good news is, right, that positive sentiment has really been strengthening since 2020 with improved market conditions, increased vaccination rates, And what is really reassuring is that Americans continue to have this long-term view for their investments, right? So almost nine in 10 say having that long-term view is important as of June 21. They also have a strong commitment to really staying the course on their uh, investments. And we've seen that over the course of the pandemic. But also they, they do continue to agree that continuing to make contributions to their retirement plan is important. So Almost eight in 10 say that's important in June of 2021. And these certainly, while still very strong, they've, they've strengthened since 2020. And as you know, you know, we, we know that there's a renewed focus on saving for emergencies and, and unexpected expenses. And really that, that is because of COVID-19. 
But what we're also seeing, Heather, is that Americans are actually becoming more serious about saving for the future overall. And, and that's sort of reassuring, you know, because it is still somewhat of an uncertain time. So it's not just that renewed focus on emergency savings. It's also a renewed focus on longer term savings. And so for at least a third of Americans, they say that COVID opened their eyes on the need for savings. And 63% of Americans agree that the pandemic has actually made them even more focused on planning for their retirement. Now, I know Tom's going to tell us, you know, in terms of actual behavior and what he's seeing, but in terms of self-reported behaviors, we've seen that increased contributions to the retirement plan is significantly up from October 2020, and that's, that's really been stable since March of 21. And more than 7 in 10 Americans say they're becoming more of a saver because of COVID. And some of those top reasons, so why are they saving more? They've mentioned, you know, stimulus money or COVID-19 relief funds. So they're saving it, not spending it. But we're also seeing decreased discretionary spend and then, of course, increased savings for emergencies. So at the end of the day, Carrie, it seems like uh, while the pandemic had a lot of you know, negative outcomes for, for folks, one positive is really a change in behavior and, and really an increase in savings rate, which is great, great to see. So, Tom, let's build on that a little bit. And um, we also found that some of these findings that Carrie and her team discovered from the broad consumer audience also paired with our data at the participant level here at Voya. And so to say that people aren't just saving, they're saving more, but they're actually, you know, you can't just say it, they're actually doing it. Can you tell a little more about what actions people are taking from the data you have from kind of the, the broad Voya base? Sure. Yeah, no, thanks for the question, Bill. It's a great point, actually. We know from our behavioral finance research that, you know, people don't always do as they say. Uh, however, in this case, uh, when we studied the financial actions of our participants over the past few quarters, we, we indeed do see much of what Kerry shared um, about this desire to save more is actually coming true uh, in, in actual participant behavior um, and financial actions they're also taking. So for example, you know, over this past quarter in Q2 2021, uh, we saw about 8% of our participants changing their savings rates. And of those who changed it, 72% of them actually increased their retirement contributions, uh, which is up from 65% increasing savings back in Q2 of 2020. And furthermore, up significantly from a negative savings behavior we, we saw uh, at the onset of the pandemic last year. And so we've, we've actually seen this positive trend over the past couple of quarters. And our hope is that these positive savings behaviors stick on a longer term basis as the economy more fully reopens, people start commuting again, uh, and, and as we all adapt to uh, our new normal, whatever that might mean at the moment. So Tom, um, let me ask you, when it comes to the generational gap, you know, Carrie mentioned discretionary spend, and I think there's often this view that people have on millennials that they may be spending more of their money on luxury services and things like avocado toast, but that's not actually what we're seeing, is it? Your point is spot on and Carrie's research points to, you know, a more positive story here as well, where we actually are seeing uh, younger generations, both Gen Z and millennials, starting to save more this year. Uh, in fact, although we saw uh, those younger generations more impacted at the onset of the pandemic, uh, over the past two quarters, they've actually started to increase their retirement savings, uh, 
And when we dig a bit deeper into younger workers and their savings patterns on a month-by-month basis, we really saw favorable savings behavior both in January and April, uh, where about eight out of 10 of those who changed their savings rate during those months increased their retirement savings. And while there are many potential influencing factors, you know, in addition to the economy reopening, interestingly, we saw stimulus payments also being dispersed just prior to those spikes. Um, it might be a great sign that many of those younger participants are actually thinking about the future and uh, maybe not just their next trip uh, or avocado toast. Uh, well, that is good. So, Carrie, I guess, you know, your team found that there are some interesting insight. And this is really the, the important question, because like, I imagine a lot of our listeners are saying, I'm not so sure if I really buy that. So why are folks saving more, particularly these younger savers, the millennials and Gen Zers? And what are the reasons that they are saving more? What was the stimulus? Yeah. So before I talk about millennials and Gen Z, I mean, what, just in terms of context, in terms of what our research is saying, you know, we continue to see that for half of Americans, they say because of COVID, they're going to continue to invest in a risk-averse manner for the near future. So this isn't necessarily surprising after a major event, right? But the worst sort of risk aversion is something economists refer to as scarring, right? So psychological scarring. It's actually a, a very well-known effect of, of big you know, economic disruptions. And it really has a corresponding impact on both the speed and, and strength of economic recovery. And we saw it after the financial crisis of 2008. I mean, Scarring didn't really heal for most Americans until 2015, right? And that's as tracked by, by Kantar. So despite sort of this surge of engagement that we've generally seen in the marketplace over the past you know, couple of months, consumer confidence, according to the University of Michigan, who has been tracking it, I believe, since the 1940s, you know, they are showing that traditional kind of overall pattern of lagging and slow recovery. So interestingly, though, you know, the good news is that as bad as the pandemic was, consumer confidence bottomed out really well above the depths of, of prior recessions, such as 2008. Now, of course, we know, Heather, and we talked about this in our last uh, podcast, but certain segments like millennials, women, caregivers, and, and even people of color, right, were disproportionately impacted by COVID. So perhaps sentiment might vary for, for some of those groups. But here's the bad news, right? I mean, historically, it takes years for consumer confidence to fully recover. And we are seeing that same pattern here. From a generational view, you know, we know that younger Americans were more likely to have been impacted negatively by COVID, not just in terms of job loss, but income loss. And in some ways, right, they, this may have psychologically scarred this cohort perhaps more than, than other groups. And we do see in our own survey research that significantly more, so almost half of millennials say that they've been negatively impacted by COVID-19. And that's from a financial perspective. So therefore, right, they may continue to sort of fear future job loss or income loss because of COVID. And now they're saving more, right? And not just for the short term, but also for long-term things, which Heather, right, you called out not necessarily a bad thing. So just a couple stats that I thought you guys might find interesting. Um, Millennials actually are more likely to say that COVID opened their eyes to this need to save for for emergencies. 
and we see self-reported behaviors like saving money for a possible emergency is significantly up since 2020, and it's actually highest among millennials. They also say that COVID opened their eyes to save more for retirement. So, so again, a very, very positive set there. Seven in 10 millennials say as a result of COVID, they are more focused on retirement planning. And this is significantly higher than many other groups. So, you know, while scarring uh, from a major economic downturn is absolutely not a good thing, I'm seeing increased savings behaviors or self-reported behaviors among younger cohorts of Americans. It actually might be the silver lining here. You know, this is so interesting to go get a broad view, kind of a broad market view from all of your research, Carrie, and then to go and turn it over to you, Tom, and say, hey, what are you seeing from this large book of business that we have at Boya, but does it compare well? And so on that note, do you think that this information that Carrie just shared, does that align with what you're seeing when these individuals have saved over the past month? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think as Carrie mentioned, younger workers who were most impacted than others uh, since the onset of the pandemic, I think now better understand how savings provides a cushion for financial shocks, but also have a renewed focus on long-term savings goals like retirement. I would add that you know we've spent um, a good amount of time talking about millennials becoming more focused on short and long-term savings goals, but we we've even seen the youngest workers, Gen Z, uh, who showed very positive behavior when they're able to save. For example, in the first quarter of this year, 78% of those Gen Z workers who changed their savings rates increased their retirement plan contributions versus uh, Q1 2020, where only 56% actually raised their savings rates. So we've clearly seen this shift in both their interests, ability, uh, and follow through and improved retirement savings behaviors, even for these youngest populations, uh, which I think is just so very encouraging. And you know, it's a trend we hope to see continue, even as uh, you know, short-term spending temptations may ramp up as we move into uh, the fall and holiday shopping season. You know, Tom, I'm just going to uh, say that as all four of us are parents of kids of different ages, and you know, some of us with kids in kind of the college age or getting ready to enter the workforce, it is great to see those trends um, really picking up for the importance of savings and saving for longer term, starting with real young uh, generations. So really appreciate the insight. Um, Carrie, I think we're going to come back to you for our final question. We've heard today from the data that the pandemic has clearly changed people's perspectives about retirement savings. But with employer-provided benefits gaining equal popularity in a post-COVID world, and as open enrollment season approaches, what else have we heard that might present opportunities for employers to keep in mind as they're providing support for the participants in the months ahead? Yeah, thanks, Heather. I, I think that's a great question. You know, we're seeing that COVID has left a very strong focus for Americans on both health and wealth. So not just in terms of personal hygiene, physical and mental health, but also in terms of overall financial wellness, retirement planning, emergency savings. But in addition, our research suggests that this new focus also includes how they look at employee benefits. We have some research from March of 21 showing that when it comes to making benefits choices, you know, employees absolutely want to make sure that their families are, are covered from every scenario, right? And COVID-19 might be a new scenario that no one had thought of previously. But generally, right, they want to learn 
and make decisions quickly. They want the enrollment process to be simple. But of course, that's a balance of wanting to be fully informed, but don't overwhelm me with lots of information and, and please no financial jargon, right? But interestingly, we saw that directionally, you know, younger workers are less likely to agree that their current workplace benefits, so the Gen Z that Tom just talked about, you know, they don't think their workplace benefits are sufficient. They want more. They want it all, probably. And what we're seeing in general is that employees are more likely, and I don't know that this will surprise anyone, but they're more likely to engage with, you know, online resources like the Benefits Online Portal. They love the benefits guide booklets. You know, these are definitely the most important pre-enrollment, you know, tools and, and resources. But there's definitely some opportunities for employers, right, as we think about this open enrollment season, season that's approaching. 54% of employees wish open enrollment was longer, right? They want more time to actually make these decisions. And at least a quarter, and this is from enroll, post-enrollment last year, 26% of employees say they don't actually fully understand the benefits that they selected. So when we dug a little deeper, comments in our survey really indicated they want more online capabilities. They kind of want a centralized location with all the information. They want a more straightforward, simplified, guided process. And they also want greater access to support. So things like online chat, an HR person, right, where, where they can go to someone um, an actual person, whether, you know, through a digital format, um, when they need more help. Gen Z, though, actually had the highest level of agreement when it came to wanting more information. They want even more time. We think this makes sense, right, Tom? You know, they have the least amount of time in the workforce. They're less familiar with employee benefit options in general. And they also have less experience making these types of, of benefits decisions just in terms of opportunity for employers, you know, post-enrollment support, we think is an opportunity for all employees, all generations. Um, almost seven in 10 employees say, you know, it's important for their employer to provide information outside of the enrollment process to help them understand, you know, what they signed up for. So continued education is absolutely critical. And they want to know how does the benefit work? you know, how to file a claim if I need to, what is that claims process like? And not surprisingly for Gen Z, they actually want even more support outside of that open enrollment period. So we think when we look at all this data, you know, it all kind of hangs together. It really suggests some, some great opportunities for how employers can support their, their employees this enrollment season that's coming up, but also throughout all of, of 2022. Wow, Carrie, a lot of really good stuff there. And, you know, I think about in the industry, we've spent so many years trying to figure out how do we get consumers engaged. And uh, based on some of the research you and Tom just shared, we got them engaged. Now it's a matter of uh, meeting their demands for, for more education and uh, for more tools. So that's fantastic. So I'll say uh, Carrie and Tom, as always, um, you know, these insights, they're so interesting and impactful. We're so thrilled that you're able to share them with our audience today. And uh, don't be surprised if we call you back soon to join us. Thanks so much, Heather and Bill. I love coming on your podcast. And it's really amazing to see how you guys have progressed since your first episode. Yeah. Thank and you. thanks so much for having me again as well. I look forward to uh, keeping you and the whole audience informed about all the exciting research and data insights and sentiment that we're continuing to 
kind of keep an eye on for our customers over the coming months. Thank you so much, Carrie and Tom. Valuable, valuable insights. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in to today's episode. As always, if you'd like what you're hearing from us, don't forget to subscribe to our show page so that you can be notified of each new episode. Thanks for coming along on our journey today. Stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voyer nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.